Come on, keep praising God. Come on, keep praising God. You, you've got a lot to be thankful for. Come on, a little bit more of that. This is how. Come on, look at your name and tell me, I'll fight my battles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we show so much. We adore you. And God, we thank you so much for this ministry of praise. We thank you, Lord, for those who have lifted up their voices. We thank you, Lord, for those who have lifted up their hands and lifted up their eyes. Lord, there are those who still seek your face. And we've come again into this sacred and holy place to worship. We've come to worship. We've come to worship. We didn't come to whine or complain. We didn't come to see what other folk were doing. We didn't come to see who else would come. But Lord, we've come to worship. Yes. To lift up our hands and lift up our voice. Lift up our eyes. And Lord, even to bow down. God, we thank you today. Well, Lord, we declare as our brothers declared on that wonderful day that it's just good for us to be here. After all that we've been through, all that has been done is good for us to be here. I guess, Lord, our simple statement of association is that we were glad when they said unto us that it was time to go into the house of the Lord. God, we thank you that there's room in your house for us. There's a seat at the table for us. It's good to dwell together in unity and harmony. And God, we just bless your name today. And so now, Lord, we pray, as we so very often do, that you would open our eyes and our ears. And Lord, make our hearts like fertile ground. We pray that fresh drops would rain down on us. We pray that we would be filled so we won't no more. This is the day that you have made for us. This is the preaching hour when people seek to hear what you are saying to the church. Speak, Lord, above everything that we'll hear your voice with clarity. Bless the preacher. Make him strong and sound. Make him sure that the people will be fed and full and our faith will be renewed. Then, Lord, we ask that you forgive us of our sins. 
And we just pray, Lord, that you would have mercy on us. For thine is the kingdom, power and the glory. And the redeemed of the Lord said together, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, let's put our hands together and bless the Lord. Come on, let's, let's sound like a big house. Let's give God some glory. Let's let him know how thankful we are. Let's let him know we're glad to be in the house one more time. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 God bless you. It's good to be in the house. Thank you, Minister Kenny. Again, God bless you for your melodious works in ministry. Thank you, Sister Audrey, Sister Candice, Brother Emmanuel. Thank you. We're so thankful to God that you are all here. Our ushers are on the door, kind of looking almost like church used to look. Amen. And we thank God for our deacons, for uh, our preachers. Uh, Dr. Dickerson is with us, and uh, Dr. Morrell is with us. And we're just so thankful. And, and, and there are a whole lot of other folk out here. I won't call your name in case you've got outstanding issues with the law, but I'm so glad to see y'all. It makes such a difference when we have family in the house. Amen. And so God bless all of you today. Thank you, Brother Anderson, our audiologist. Uh, he is doing a marvelous job. Our, our production lead, uh, Sister Price, who is certainly working with Oscar Intentions. And so we are hoping that she would be recognized at the next Academy setting, the best picture in a church setting. We believe that the category has been certified. But we thank God for all of you joining us live this morning. And for those who are going to catch us during the week, we bless your presence today. Let us know you're here. Uh, let us know that your life is being blessed by the work of ministry uh, because we're glad to do it. Amen. We're excited about being with you. Grab your Bibles. Uh, let's get ready today. We've only got a few minutes. Uh, this is our communion celebration Sunday. And so those of you who are with us live may not get to see that part of the service, but we will do that today. And again, as we have done in previous weeks, those who would like to come by, uh, we're going to hang around so that we can do that service with you if you desire to come by. Amen. Lord, I wish we could turn the camera around and you could see these happy faces in the church of the Lord. Amen. We thank God for Jesus. Amen. I tell you, on, on this Sunday, it really has some significance to it. It has a little extra oomph when we, we think about how good it is to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I thank God for those of you who are out there uh, listening on the uh, broadcast and other means, but it just ain't nothing like being in here. Amen. So we thank God. Uh, it's one thing to drive by the barbecue joint and smell the barbecue. It, it's another thing when you get to eat it. Amen. So we're going to eat today. In the book of Acts chapter 2, uh, we are following up from Pentecost. I thought about it during the week, Dr. Dixon, 
how unfair and irresponsible it would be for the preacher not to follow up after Pentecost. I, I just believe that the church ought to follow up after Pentecost. God allowed us to hit a grand slam at Pentecost. And we ought to follow up after that. And I'm thankful to God that he has allowed me to live a few more days so I could offer my follow-up rendition from Pentecost. In Acts chapter 2, as we have mentioned before, uh, we offer our reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible, and I invite you to join us in whatever version you may have uh, at the ready. Turn your smartphone on, pull your Bible app up. Uh, let's look at Acts chapter 2. Uh, we're going to make our considerations surrounding uh, the following verses, uh, verses 36 through verse 40. Um, but for the time that we're going to share, uh, I'm going to highlight my preaching places. Amen. So verse 36 through verse 40 is our reading place, but I want to start at verse 38. And Peter comes in and replies, each of you must repent of your sins. Turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ to show that you have received forgiveness for your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you and your children and even to the Gentiles, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourself from this crooked generation. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Reverend Morrell, when I got to verse 40, I found justification for my style of preaching. Because the text says, Deacon Davis, that Peter kept preaching for a long time. So I don't need no more y'all calling me texting or email and talking about how long Pastor Mitchell preached. Peter preached for a long time. And I'm, I'm of the competitive nature, so I'm not going to let Peter outdo me. Amen. But I really want to highlight for our preaching purposes on this first Sunday in the month of June. I want to go back and look at Kenny at verse 39. Verse 39 from the New Living Translation of the Bible says, This promise is to you and to your children and even to the Gentiles, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Would you all do me a favor as we get ready for this long time? Would you put a big smile under your mask? You know, this is one of them times when being fake is easy. 
We don't know if you're smiling or gritting on us. But under your mask, because masks are still required, would you put a big smile on your face? Make the edges of your mask go up. We'll know you're working with something. And smile and, and, and look toward your socially distanced neighbor and, and yell at them through your mask, neighbor, pastor's going to preach. This is it. Amen. This is it. I am convinced that that, that waiting can be a good thing. Uh, it's an observation that I make on this morning that, that, that waiting can be a good thing. But what determines whether waiting is a good thing is what you're waiting for. Y'all missed a shout right there. I, I don't mind. I think most of us, Melvin, don't mind waiting uh, if what we're waiting for is worth the wait. Uh, for biblical reference, Isaiah makes his viewpoint clear to us. If you've ever read Isaiah's book, you know how he feels about waiting. I, I think without question, uh, all of us in this room, even the youngest of us, have lived long enough to experience waiting. Again, I told you how Isaiah feels about waiting. And, and we'll go back and visit his house a little later. But the truth of the matter is, prior to Pentecost, there was a necessity to wait. In fact, if you've read your Bible, if you've gone to Bible study, if you've gone to Sunday school, you will remember that, that, were, that those were the instructions. So, Scott, you would make me nervous today. I, I, I meant to say those were, and that word came out. She's going to take off on that. Uh, but th those were the instructions given to the disciples, that they were to go and wait for a period of time until such time that this is it would show up. I wish y'all would have got that. All of us, all of us here have waited for something. Some of us have had our waiting disappointed, but the fact of the matter is, when you wait on God, it'll never go bad. I wish I had a witness. When, when, when you wait on God, it'll never go bad. God always delivers the goods. Say amen, somebody. And, and here's the wonderful thing about God, darling. God always knows just what you need. Am I right about it? P Paul alludes to it, Emmanuel, when he says that uh, God will supply all of our needs. And, and I've told you before, and I'll tell you again, never let your need be more material than spiritual. Sp spiritual things last a whole lot longer than do material things. Say amen, somebody. And, and, and so it is. Let, let, let's look at the story here. I've got to mosey along here. But the, the story reveals to us that the promise of the Holy Spirit has come promise of the Holy Spirit and all of the accompanying power and purpose it is not in this rendering an exclusive that, that is given as a one-time distribution for only those who were in that room. Y'all missed the shout right there. This is not an exclusive distribution to the people assembled, as we said on last week, on that day. And, and what we're doing Deacon Davis is we're following up that day with this is it. Say amen, somebody. 
that this, this wasn't a, a one-time dispatch deposit that the Lord made only unto them. Can I tell you why? Because if God had only given it to them, it would have died with them. Y'all missed the shout right there. Aren't you glad, aren't you glad that, that what you have is not only legendary, but it's a legacy too? Some of y'all got that. In other words, what I'm saying is, if, if, if what God gave them was only given to them, when they died, it would have died with them. But the question this hour is, in light of the fact that you have already experienced the Pentecostal deposit of God, what's your legacy? In other words, when you leave, who's going to work with what you got? What, which one of your children will inherit your spiritual vigor? Which one of your friends will inherit your ministry mindset? What I'm trying to get you to understand is when God has given you something such as this, somebody ought to carry it on when you're gone. The church must live on when you, y'all ain't talking to me, because there are some of us who believe that when we die, the church going to die too. Some of us believe that we're the only one can sing like we sing. We're the only one can preach like we preach. We're the only one can serve like we serve. But if you ain't going to leave nothing, you must not have nothing. Come on and talk to me, somebody. You, you ought to have a legacy that's legendary because what God has given you ought to be given to somebody else. Come here, Levites. The Levites will prove my testimony because they, they, they were expected to bring up the next generation of priests. Say amen, somebody. And, and as you sit around in this house today, you ought to be thinking, which one of my children going to get it like I got it? Does my husband or my wife, y'all ain't talking to me, feel it like I feel it? That's why I'm convinced of God that worship ought to be pandemic. Say amen, somebody. True worship ought to be pandemic. True worship ought to be, well, if it happened on the pew in front of you, it's going to get to your pew. If somebody over here get it, you ought to get it. You, you, ought to, you, ought to, you ought to understand that when the Spirit of God is moving, just like that man that sat by the water, he said, if I could only get in there, I could get it. Give your neighbor a social high five and tell him, if you get in there, you're going to get it. A amen. The legend, the legacy is legendary. Listen, this wasn't just for the people that comprised the 120. This wasn't just for a select aggregate of the assembled. This wasn't a just a one and done from kingdom headquarters. What overseer Peter wants us to understand is that there's an effort here from God, which watch this now, Deacon Davis, should have long-term impact, influence, and create industry within the church. In other words, the same power and operation that we saw in Pentecost, we ought to see that same power of operation in our churches right now. Say amen, somebody. We, we ought to be shaking and rattling and rolling. We ought to be watching and, and, and seeing the movement of God because they got saved, we ought to get saved. Because they worship, we ought to worship. Because they felt it, we ought to felt it. I said it ought to have some long-term and lasting impact, influence, and industry in the church. Say amen, somebody. Can I talk like I want for a few minutes here? It, it bothers me when one Sunday we high and holy and folk are jumping and shouting and praising God. And then the next Sunday we sit around like ain't nothing happening. We sit around like we ain't heard from God. We sit around like God didn't feed us that day. God didn't wake us up that day. God didn't clothe us that day. But I'm here to tell you now 
that there ought to be some consistency in your consecration. There ought to be some holiness and a hangover. There ought to be some carry over and some carry on. In other words, if you jumped up last Sunday, you ought to come in jumping this Sunday. If you shouted last Sunday, you ought to shout this Sunday. Because the same God that met you last Sunday is the same God that met y'all ain't talking to me. God is the same today. Yesterday and forevermore. Look at your name and tell him, I tried him for myself. And God has always been a good God. God has always been a faithful God. God has always been my healer. God has always been my help. God has always. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, this is the industry of the church. Listen, ain't nobody going to do it like we do it. Say amen, somebody. I don't know about you all, but I, I see some of y'all got that far away look in your eyes because you've been missing church. Amen. There were people posting stuff, Lucille, on Facebook and pictures and, and, and memes and, and GIFs, whatever that means, with pictures of folk dancing and shouting and running, talking about when I get back to church, this is how I'm going to get it in. And, and, and it couldn't have been none of y'all because... I don't see none of y'all doing none of that. But, but the fact of the matter is, I just believe some of us couldn't wait to get back to the church and let God know how thankful we've been. God, you kept me from COVID. God, you kept me from this and you kept me from that. God, you've been being God all the time. And I just want to tell you, thank you for being the most consistent thing in my life. If God isn't the most consistent thing in your life, you ain't living much of a life. And so it is, Peter wants them to understand. He said, listen, listen, God has brought it. The question now is, what will we do with it? Why did they miss that? Peter makes it clear, Kenny, that God has brought it. Question to the church now is, what are you going to do with it? Nudge your name and say, you got something there. Watch this. He, he, here's your servant cue to shout. Here it is. Peter, Peter says, and, and, and be careful here now. And thank God y'all are socially distanced because you won't hurt nobody. But, but watch this now. This is the servant's cue to shout, Vicky. Peter said that this promise is to you. Oh, come on. Y'all missed that. Listen, listen. Sometimes, Deacon Anderson, we get, we get envious and jealous of folk that have what we don't have. Sometimes we get envious of, of what folk drive and, and where they live and how much money they got. But thank be God, thank Jesus, thank the Holy Ghost that this promise is to you. That this is, this is exclusively yours. And, and what I like about God being no respect of person and the scriptures make it clear that everybody got their promise. Say amen somebody. I don't know about you, but I live on promise. I thrive on promise. There are some, I told you we go back by Isaiah house. There are something that God has not delivered yet, but I know it's on the way. There are something that God has not done yet, but I know he's capable. Y'all ain't talking to me. The Bible said now unto him who is able. Y'all ain't talking to me. This is to you. He said, listen, Emmanuel. He said, this promise is to you and to your children. If you got your children nearby, rub them on the head, pat them on the head, and tell them you got something coming, honey. This is not only, listen, this is why, this is why the life of the church is going to last forever, Sister Carrie. This is why we're going to always have a Brookville. This is why we're going to always have a Mount Sinai and a greater grant. This is why we'll always have a church because our children go inherit what God has given unto us. Say amen, somebody. 
Come, come here, come here, Jacob. Come here and put your hands on the head. Come here and bless them real good because this promise of God is not just for you alone. And what were you saying, Pastor? Can I talk like I want to hear? I'm saying you shouldn't be the only one in your house that love God. You shouldn't be the only one that tithed. You shouldn't be the only one that worshiped. If you're a parent of a child, the Bible says train up your child in the way they ought to go. Say amen, somebody. It bothers me to the bottom of my neck when I hear parents whining and complaining, talking about I can't do nothing with them and they out of control. That's your problem. But what you ought to do is do like the Bible says, get you a good rod and don't spare it. Go and rod all in. Y'all ain't talking to me. Because I'm here to tell you now that if you train them up, when you're old and crippled, when you're blind and can't see, when you can't fix your food, they'll say, Mom, I got this. You don't have to worry about driving to the store because your children will take care of that for you. When you're getting a little old and feeble and can't remember, they say, Mama, don't worry about it. We'll just buy another one. Talk to me, somebody. Train up your child. The promise is to you and to your children. I did mention legacy earlier, didn't I? And what I'm saying to you is you better be very careful that you don't cause your household to miss a whole house blessing. Say amen, somebody. I don't know about you, but I want to live in a blessed house. Say amen, somebody. And, and listen to me. Li listen to me. Uh, uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know who that Deacon Walker, somebody playing a guitar, so I, I can't listen to that guitar right there. Um, but, but, but the fact of the matter is, you've got you to understand that all of us have this promise. It's to you and to you and to you. And to you, you, you get it, and to you, and, and you, and you, and, and, well, I don't know. Well, yeah, you too. But, but, but here it is, Audrey, watch this now. And he says, and, and even to the Gentiles, but, but here's the one that got me, Deacon Anderson. Here's the one that, that made me want to shout real loud. He said, all who have been called by the Lord our God. In other words, listen, listen to me. Even, even the one that are not yet in here got a promise. It, it, listen, because we all belong to the Lord. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And they that dwell there, look at your neighbor, grab somebody on the sofa, pull them close to you, reach across social distance and tell them that when you hear that call, you might ought to take that call. The Bible says all who have been called of the Lord, you might want to answer that call. When God calls you, you might want to take that call. You might not want to put God on block. You might not want to put God on hold. You might want to take that call. Say amen, somebody. Because when God calls you, he got something for you. Say amen, somebody. He said all of us have been called of the Lord. And I'm standing flat-footed and faith firm and factual to let you know that everybody has the interest of God over their life. God cares what happens to you. God cares what's going on with you. And God will call and keep you even in the midnight hour. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy will come in the morning. Why? Because God cares for you. Nudge your name and tell him he's interested in me. Amen. Let me, let me see. Let me see if I can get my fellows to help me right on through here. Zach, you remember how it was back in the day, fellas, we would walk into the spot and we would see her. And we, we would say to ourselves, before the night is over, 
She going home with me. Come on, fellas. Don't, don't, don't bail out on me now. You, you know how it was when you, when you saw, okay, ladies, y'all talk to me. These fellas won't act like, ladies, you know how the, when you saw him. Martha Reeves and the Vandella said, Jimmy Mack, when are you coming back? She said, I'm trying so hard to be true, but this boy keeps coming around trying to wear my resistance down. You better get back here, Jimmy. Y'all ain't talking to me. How many remember Jimmy Mack? And one of y'all ain't talking to me. But, but what I'm saying is when once we have set our interest on someone, we pretty much going to follow through. Say amen, somebody. Every fellow in here knows how to ask for them digits. Can, can I get them? Y'all ain't talking to me. Zach, don't act like you forgot. You, you didn't just get Sister Madeline because she didn't have no choices. You had to work a little bit. Am I right about it? You, you had to post up to make other make sure other fellas didn't sit on the porch with her. Come on, Zach, talk to me. You, you had to make sure that when you bought a shake, you bought one shake but two straws. Come on, talk to me. You, you wanted her to know that, baby, you is the one. Say amen, somebody. And, and so what I'm saying to you this hour is all of us ought to get excited because God has an express interest in you. He, he calls us. Stay, stay here with us, Reverend. He calls us, and here we are, Wanda. We've all been called, corralled, and certified in Christ Jesus. That's why we wind up in this worship place, because all of us have a calling on our lives. Look at your name and say, I'm not jealous of you, because I'm going to work with what God gave me. I, I, I can be my own preacher sometime. I can be my own choir sometime. I can be my own deacon sometime. I can do my own ministry sometime. Why? Because because the same God that blessed you is the God that blessed me. The same God that lifted you is the God that lifted me. The same God that healed you is the God that healed me. The same God that touched your body is the same. Y'all ain't talking to me. I said God has an interest. Here it is. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. The promise, the promise. Y'all sit down. You're making me nervous. The promise belongs to you. This is it. This is what we've been waiting for. Stay, stay here with me, Wanda. Here, here, here three more. You can use these, Kenny. We, we must understand that purpose and presentation are always within the power structure of God. Y'all missed the shout. I said purpose and presentation are within the power structure of God. In other words, Darlene, everything God is doing has a reason behind it. Every, every, listen, the, the ecclesiastical letter says to everything, there's a season. That's why we made that little song, Minister Kenny, that said, it's my season to be blessed. God made me a, y'all ain't talking to me. God, how many know God has made you a promise and you will pass your test? Say amen, somebody. He, he's going to open up the windows and pull me out of blessing. And so it is, so it is one, I got to hurry along here. It's within, it's when the enveloped power of God that we understand the sure supremacy of the sovereign work of God unto his church. Let me throw that out there again. Says Carrie, didn't you hear me sounding smart there? I said, it is the sure supremacy of the sovereign work of God unto his church. In other words, because God wants us to have it, we gonna have it. The devil try to block us sometimes. Y'all talk to me here. How many of you have ever had the devil try to block you sometime, try to hold you up sometime, but God will go around him, won't he? God will go over him, won't he? God will go under him, won't he? 
There is no obstacle. In fact, I heard Paul said, there's a great door open to me, but there are some adversarial forces in play. There are those that oppose me. But look at your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, you can't hinder what God's trying to do. You can't stop God from moving. You can't stop God from elevating. You can't stop God from pressing and pushing. Paul said, you got to press toward the mark of the high calling. You got to put your work in. You got to labor both night and day. But trust in the Lord with all your heart that God will bring you through. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got to hear Deacon McKenzie, the clock is against me. But notice, notice what he says, Kenneth. He said that the Holy Spirit is not only operating, but orchestrating the church. Woo, let me see if any of y'all remember being in an in, in orchestra in, in school, any of y'all in the, in, in the band, in, any of y'all been to school? Can't get no help in here. Well, you know, have you ever been to, you ever been to one of those fine concerts with, a, with an orchestra? Kenny, you know about this kind of stuff. You and Manuel, you know orchestration. It, it, when that guy stands up, those little batons in his hand, or maybe just got one of them, you know, and, and, and he taps on the little thing there. I don't know what the technical name was, but the little thing is what I'm calling it. And, and you hear everybody tune up. That, that's what the Holy Spirit is doing. I, I'm wondering this hour, can you feel him tapping? I wonder, can you feel God trying to tune you up? I wonder, can you feel God trying to start a little concert in us? I'm believing God today that he's tapping on some new lives. I'm believing God that he's orchestrating some new movements. I'm believing God that he's recruiting some folk to join the band. I'm believing God that there's a new sound going to come up from the church. I'm believing God that there's going to be a rumbling that comes from this place. Because God is tuning us up. God is saying, come on, blow that horn. God is saying, hit that keyboard. God is saying, and strike up that drum. I read it in my Bible. The Bible says that everything that has breath uh, praise the Lord. Watch this. Praise him on the high sounding cymbal. Praise him on the drum. Praise him with the harp and the lair. Look at your name and say, neighbor, get your instrument ready. Here it is. I got to go. Here it is. Here it is. He, he, he's orchestrating the church. And, and watch this one. The, the, the monumental movement of this moment puts us directly and dutifully on the pathway. Vicky, this is going to make you shout. I said it puts us directly and dutifully on the pathway of the pilgrim promise to paradise. Y'all missed the shout. I, I said we're, we're on the pathway of both progress and the pilgrim's progress to the place of paradise. That, that's why mama them said, oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. That, that's why mom and them said, just as soon as my feet strike Zion, anybody trying to get to Zion, anybody trying to get to the high place, anybody trying to get there, anybody want to be in that number, just keep on pressing. Just keep on making progress. We are climbing Jacob's ladder, and every round goes. Deacon Walker, I got to hurry. Here it is. Here it is. This, this is it because now, watch this, now God has launched us out into the deep. And our initial establishment into the deep leads us to our ultimate destiny. Come here, Vicky. You remember when he told me, he said, listen, y'all need to go to the other side. Look, look at the name and tell him some things over here ain't going to finish it for me. There, there, there are some things I got to get on the other. Y'all ain't talking to me. 
Listen, we, we, we have been launched, watch this now, because the blessed assurance of God comes with this. Yeah, yeah, the development of the church comes with this. The design of the church comes with this. The duties of the church come with this. Okay, y'all missed the point there. Let me, let me see one if I can explain it to them. Prior to the movement of the Holy Ghost, prior to the movement of the Holy Spirit, the church did not have its church constitution. No, no, it did not. The, the, the Holy Spirit comes so that the church would receive its constitution. God, I wish y'all would help me right long through here. He, he comes and says, listen, this is it. This is that which you have been waiting for. Can, can I talk like I want to? Peter reminds them by bringing to their remembrance the prophecy of Joel. And he said to them, Wanda, this is that thing that y'all been talking about. He said, this is that thing y'all heard about that was going to happen and put the church on its way. Say amen, somebody. He, he said, listen, we, we, are, we are now watch, given our driven determination. And watch what happens, Melvin, from Jerusalem through Asia to Rome. And Lord, help us. Even onward to the uttermost parts of the earth. Here we are, one, expanding, exploring, and ultimately exchanging between Jews and Gentiles. Nudge your and tell them, watch out now, because what God is doing is going to require of us new relationships, even with folk that we're not comfortable with. I'm convinced of God that what's happening in our nation now is evidence right after Pentecost that these things started, y'all ain't talking to me. I can see the hand of God moving now. We are walking together with folk we didn't walk with. We're singing together with folk we didn't sing with. We're lifting up our sign together with folk we wouldn't even sign with. Why? Because God is forming relationships among Jews and Gentiles. Black folk and white folk. Latino folk and Chinese folk. All over the world, our destiny is starting to unfold. God is shifting on us. God is changing us. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you better get on board because God is shifting in us. There's a paradigm move. There's a dynamic that's happening. And God is telling us that the power is available. Hallelujah. Here it is. Here it is. Watch this one of this good preaching. On earth, Christ completed his work in rescue, redemption, and resurrection. But now in heaven through dispatch, God is sending us revelation, revival, and a revolution. I'm telling you now, God, can I talk like I want to talk here? Can I say it like Emmanuel will say it? God is about to bust a move on us. God is telling us, in the words of my friend Bishop Jakes, get ready, get ready, get ready. Look at your name and say, neighbor, you better gird up your loins. You better pack your little ditty bag. You better get your provisions ready. Because the revolution will not be televised, but it will happen all over the world. They can't turn their eyes from us. They can't ignore what's happening with us. They can't stand what's going to happen to us. But they're going to have to get on board. Because the power of God is able to subdue all things unto himself. Won't God do it? Can't God do it? Somebody throw your head back and say, yeah. Come on, come on, talk to me, talk to me. I got to go, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Here it is, here it is. The believers 
the believers are going to have to be the conduits of which this conforming change takes place. In other words, it's going to start at the church. And anybody that's got a little church in them going to have just enough church to get them through. Say amen, somebody. You may not shout like Kenny shout. You may not preach like Vicky preach. You may not sing like Candace sing. You may not usher like Ozelia usher. But I'm telling you now, whatever little bit you got in you is going to be just enough to carry you through. Am I right about it? You ain't got to be envious of nobody else's shout. You ain't got to be envious of nobody else's praise. You ain't got to be envious of nobody else's tithe because the Bible says God has given all of us just what we need. Look at your neighbor and say, I got it, I got it. I got it, I got it. I got it, I got it. Here, come on, come on. Let's, let's walk for a little bit here. Uh, let's walk for a little bit. Watch this. Come here, John. Come here. Y'all sit down. You're making me nervous. Come here, John, John, John says, John says, John says, let me, let me tell him something. Let me tell him something. John, John wanted this, this, this is what Jesus says, and John wrote it down for us. Je Jesus says, I, I, I'm telling you this. He said, I'm telling you the truth. Watch this, try not to shout too loud, says Scott. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I've done. And there's a comma, and Sister Scott would be mad if I didn't address the comma. The comma means slow down, I'm getting ready to say something next. He said, anyone who believes in me, so let's, let's check the house, I got to go. How many in here believe in the Lord? All right, that's y'all. He said, anyone, look at the name and say, you in already. He said, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've done. There's that comma, Sister Scott. And then he says, and even greater. Look at that neighbor that raised their hand that's socially distanced from you and said, neighbor, if you've been doing it before, you're getting ready to do it greater. If you've been walking before, you're going to walk greater. If you've been serving before, you're going to serve greater. If you've been preaching before, you're going to preach greater. You've been playing before, you're going to play greater. You've been loving before, you're going to love greater. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor! God is taking me to greater. Anybody feel like shouting? Let me see if I can give you a shout. Here's what he says. Here's what he says, Wanda. And I got to work with this and I'll get out of the way. He says, he said, anybody who believes, anybody, come on, talk to him if you can. He said, anybody who believes. Oh, y'all ain't talking to him. Audrey, wake up. He said, anybody who believes. Okay, you didn't get that. Madeline, Madeline, he said, anybody who believes. In other words, you don't need no title. You don't need no station. You don't have to have money. He just said, anybody who believes. Look at your neighbor and say, that's the Lottie and the Dottie. And here it is, here it is. I believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe I can still do all things through Christ. I believe my anointing will still break some yokes. I believe the blood still works and it's working right now. I, I believe my children are going to be blessed. I believe my spouse is going to be blessed. In fact, reach out with your social distance hand and lay hands on your children. Lay hands on your spouse. Lay hands on your neighbor and say, neighbor, I believe that God's going to use you. I believe that God's going to restore you. I believe that God's going to heal you. I believe that God's going to make a way. I believe, I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe, I believe. Is there anybody here that still believes God can make a way? Here it is. I got to go. He, he said, listen, he said, I believe it works. He cares, so I care. He did, so I'll do. He's faith, and now I've got faith. 
He's great, and he says, I'm greater. I just kind of believe that God is still working. I believe that because now we've got it, it's time to do something with it. Look at the name and said, you got to work it while you got it. He, John, John, you're pointing out some good giblets here, but John, we got to hurry. John said, look, come over here. Let me show you what I found. Then Jesus says, Sister Scott, you can ask for anything. I'm getting ready to leave y'all alone now. He said, you can ask for anything. Look at the name. He said, them some good giblets right there. That's grits and grocery right there. Jesus said, you can ask for anything. Oh, God, have mercy right long through here. Can I go back to my childhood for a minute? I remember after we got our report card from the first quarter. We would bring our report cards home to mama and daddy and they would survey the report card and once the report card was surveyed, my, my mama would make this statement. She would say, Melvin, these famous words. She said, well, in light of the fact that you got a good report card, look like y'all might have a good Christmas. Y'all ain't talking to me. Mama said, because I had a good report card, look like I might have a good Christmas. She said, go ahead and write down some things. Go ahead and make out your little list and let's see what Santa Claus gonna do and I'm trying to tell y'all now that because John has shown us some good giblets and Jesus has said you can ask for anything I'm encouraging all of the children of God I'm encouraging you to get out your pencil get out your paper and do like the Bible said let your requests be made known to God write down some dreams write down some desires write down some new things and Watch what God going to do. John, come here. Get out the way. Let Paul talk. Paul said old things going to pass away. And God's going to make all things new. Anybody want God to make some stuff new? Anybody want God to turn some things around? Anybody want God to come back your way? The Bible says call upon the Lord while he is near. Can I tell you Jesus is on your street. Jesus is in your neighborhood. You ought to call him up. And tell him what you want. He said, you can ask for anything. I'm asking for my list. I got my list ready. Anybody got your list? Get your pencil and paper. Write some things down. And ask Jesus to bless you real good. He said, and you ask me, I will do it. I said, I will do it. That's Darlene when I got happy. Because there's one thing to ask. But it's another thing to get it done. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he will get it done. Won't God do it? Can't God do it? Didn't God do it? Now unto him that is able. Y'all ain't talking to me. I need some witnesses in here. I need somebody that God blessed. I need somebody that God healed. I need somebody that God delivered. I need somebody that God gave a job. I need somebody that God gave some money. I need somebody that God laid you down to sleep and you got a good rest. I need somebody that can tell somebody, my God is able. Here it is. I got to go. Here it is, Deacon McKenzie. He said, you can ask for anything, and I will do it. Let your request be made known this hour. And my question is, Hosea, how's your thinking? Let's ask Jesus to keep their knee off our neck. Let's ask Jesus to bring justice and righteousness. Let's ask Jesus to make equal justice for all a reality. Let's ask Jesus to heal our land. Let's ask Jesus to restore what the locust and canker worm of government have destroyed. Let's ask Jesus to get us through this midnight. Let's ask Jesus to bless our children. Let's ask Jesus.
Jesus to heal this broken place. Let's ask Jesus for reparation. Let's ask Jesus for restoration. Let's ask Jesus for revival. Y'all ain't talking to me. I said make your request known. Let's ask Jesus. Let's ask Jesus. Stop begging folk. Stop trusting the government. Stop worrying about things. Get down on your knees and call on the Lord. Because my Bible says if you call him up, if you call him up, he will not only hear, but he'll answer your prayer. Come on, let's ask Jesus. Carolyn, that's why they sang that song back in the day that said, he'll hear our faintest cry. And he'll let y'all ain't talking to me. I said, he'll hear our faintest cry. Maybe you can't yell like you used to. Maybe you're a little tired than you used to be. Maybe you don't have what you used to have. But tell your neighbor you got enough. If you can just get a whisper, if you can just get a sign, if you can just lift up your hand, he'll hear your faintest cry and answer. Woo! I feel my help now. Here it is. Here it is. You, you got you to gotta ask Jesus. My question is, Lord, how long this time? How much longer must we wait? How long this time before we can have our joy back? How long this time before weeping will have endured its night? How long this time before I can be all that you made me to be and that be good enough for the world to let me be? How long this time before one more mother and father would have to stand the midnight watch, wringing out their hands, hoping the phone don't ring, but the doorbell doesn't ring, but that their child will come back home? How long this time before liberty and justice for all becomes a reality in our life? How long, y'all ain't talking to me. How long this time before we can rise and give you the glory? How long this time in cities and towns, in counties and municipalities. How long this time in Lynchburg and Richmond, in Jacksonville and Miami, in Atlanta and Houston, in Minneapolis and Philadelphia, in Buffalo and California. How long this time before the people of God will rise up and give God his glory? How long this time before we can tell the world that I am a child of God? I am redeemed, bought with a price. God has already paid. God has given me everything. How long this time before all of the children of God, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then will I hear. Y'all ain't talking to me. How long this time before what God gave me, I can make it work like it ought to? How long before I love again? How long before I serve again? How long before I come in and out again? How long this time? Come here, Isaiah. I got to go. Isaiah said, listen, they just got to wait. I told you earlier that Isaiah, Darlene, made his viewpoint clear. He said, they that wait. He said, he's got some good news for us. Manuel, Kenny, I'm going home. He said, listen, I've got some good news. Have you not known, saints? Have you not heard, saints, that waiting is still worth it? How, how long this time? Well, you just got to wait on the Lord. Where's Jess at this morning? Jess, you know what they said. You can't hurry, love. You've just got to wait because love don't come easy. What are you saying, pastor? I'm saying he was crucified. I'm saying they stretched him wide because love don't come easy. I'm saying that he died for us. I'm saying he sacrificed his life because 
love don't come easy. But the Bible says, and I'm getting ready to go home, Deacon McKenzie. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whoever believes in him, love don't come easy. But Jesus took the cross. Jesus marched up Calvary's hill. Jesus let them nail his feet and nail his hands. They stretched him wide. They hung him up. But love didn't come easy. He died for us. I said he died for us. And since he died for us, I wonder why you can't live for him. Is there anybody here that wants to live for my Jesus? Is there anybody here that's going to keep pressing on? Keep trusting in the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm going to need some wing room. I'm going to need some space here so I can flap my wings, so I can rise and shine and give God his glory. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I feel my strength coming back. I feel my hope coming back. I feel my help coming back. Those that have no might, he increases their strength. Those that may have fallen, he allows to rise up again. Grab your neighbor socially and say, come on, neighbor. Get back in there. Don't quit now. Don't stay dead. Don't stay frustrated. Don't stay angry. Wait upon the Lord. And when the Lord shows up, Oh, I feel my help now. When the Lord shows up, uh, he will renew our strength. Uh, won't he do it? Uh, can't he do it? Uh, look at your name and say, neighbor, uh, I'm feeling better now. I know somehow. I know some way. I'm going to make it. With Jesus on my side, things will work out fine. Won't they work out? Won't God work it out? Won't he work it out if you let him trust in the Lord uh, with all of your heart uh, and don't lean on your own understanding. Scratch your head. Pull out a little hair. It may not make no sense, uh, but after a while, uh, by and by, God will, uh, God will, uh, God will. Uh, won't he do it? Can't he do it? Didn't he do it? Is there anybody here? That God made a way. Is there anybody here that God picked you up and turned you around? Is there anybody here got running in your feet, clapping in your hand? Anybody got your joy back? Anybody got your hope back? Anybody got love back? Won't he do it? Can't he do it? Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yes. This is it. I got it now. Power of God. The power of God. He died for us. And I'm telling you now that this is the hour when the waiting church shall be rewarded. You hung in there. You've been through your seasons. You, you've suffered. You've cried. You've had your pain. But God said, I saw you. He, he said, I was always right there. How many know that God is always just off in the shadows? He said, I saw what they tried to do to you. 
I, I heard what they said about you, but I had it for you. Therefore, laid up for me. God got some good stuff with my name on it. Look at your name and say, neighbor, that's mine. Oh, I felt that. That's mine. It's got my name on it. You, you can't open what's mine. There's some privacy concerns there. But he said, you, you, you've got to know that when I gave that promise, I gave it to you and you and you and you and you and y'all ain't talking to me. This is it. I got it now. There's an old song they were saying, I'm going to let you go. It goes like this, Vicky, you know it because you old. But the song said, I found all that I need, and I found it in the Lord. How many know you can find it there? I found all that I need, but I found it not in this administration, not in social programs, not, 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 in, the, not in that line or that line. I found it in the Lord, and my God shall supply. All of them, I feel my help coming back. I want to shout, but I'm tired. But, but I, I know that God will take care of me. And this anointing has fallen fresh. I, I can feel it coming in the air tonight. It, it's falling. I said it's falling. And they that have been waiting on the Lord. Marpo, you know what it's like to wait on him. Carolyn, you know what it's like to wait on him. When you get outside, tell them how to wait. Tell them how you waited. Tell them how you walked the floor some night. T tell them how you cried some nights. Tell them about the pain. Tell them about disappointment and frustration. This generation, you ain't the first one to march. You ain't the first one to be assaulted. Our mama them carried that banner. Our grandma carried that banner. They got the stripes to prove it, but they waited on the Lord. And he will show up right early. Pentecost came for us. And yet remains. I wish I had time to preach like I want. I had some good stuff on the paper, but I got excited about this. But this is it, man. We, we should never be like we used to be. You can't keep walking around talking about old things that passed away, and you keep doing old things. You can't keep saying, greater is he that is in me, and you live your life with excuses and inadequacies that are not acceptable to God. God looks at us every day and says, I gave you something. Come on and work with it. He said, them that are slothful, don't be slothful anymore. He said, wake up, old sluggard. You lazy folks, stop being lazy. Matter of fact, some of y'all want to get that out of your spirit. 
Go ahead and pick up your phone and call some folk and say, the preacher told me to call you and tell you stop being lazy. Text them, email them, send them one of them memes. Tell them, get off your do nothing and do something. God has anointed you afresh. God has poured into you life, so you ought to live. Stop walking around here dragging your feet, wearing out your shoes. The Bible says be lifted up and the king of glory shall come in. Give me back my joy. You got it now. This is it. I feel better now. Anybody feel a little bit better? Anybody feel like something's stirring? Jer Jeremiah said it was like fire. Melvin, I'm trying to leave. But, but I, I keep hearing the Lord say, don't, don't, don't let them go till they get it. You know, it amazes me how we'll stand in line for material things but won't wait on God for spiritual things. He said, stay there till you get it. Tell your neighbor, take that clock off God. Some of y'all think if you don't get it right now, it ain't coming. But, but Isaiah said, you just, you, you just got to be patient and wait. I'm going home. Let's stand on our feet together. Thank you for your time. But, but can, can, I, can I at least tell you, Wanda, that I did put together a little better sermon than I preached? Can I tell you what I want to tell you? One, 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 one of the things that you would get with this is it. And Wanda, you, you and Kenny can wrestle over these. Vicky, y'all can have them. But one of the things I was going to tell you about having it is that it gives us three things and a fourth thing to celebrate. Can, can, I, can I run by them right quick? Hit, hit it all right here, Wanda. See, I, I had all that time to get to all that. I couldn't do it. Y'all pushed me. The first thing you get because of it, try not to shout too loud, we got to go, is that there's an expression that will be embraced. In other words, when God gives it to you, you're going to love it. Se secondly, Kenny, this one's yours. It's an experience that continues to evolve. In other words, once God has anointed us with this power, we'll just keep getting better and becoming greater. And we'll keep doing more. That's why he talks about gaining. And Wanda, you can have this one. It, 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 when you get it, it's an empowerment that emancipated each and every one of us. It's an empowerment. It emanc In other words, whom the Lord has set free. Is free indeed. And this is the one I say for myself because this was going to be my own shout. Yes, you can have the expression that embraces. You can have the experience that, that continues to evolve. You, you can have the empowerment that emancipates everyone. But my shout, Melvin, my excitement, Zach, was in that I'm excited about my expected entrance into the kingdom of God. I said, I'm excited about my expect. In other words, he said, I prepared a place for you, which means I'm going to make it. I'm going to get there because he's waiting for me. That don't excite you. You're already dead and too far gone. That, that's why I know the Lord will make a way 
Kenny, don't do that because I'll holler again. I said, I know the Lord will make a way somehow. I know the Lord will pick me up. I know the Lord will turn it around. I know the Lord will heal our bodies. I know the Lord will rescue and redeem. I know revival is coming because the Lord has made a way. Hallelujah. Let, let's go home. Here it is. Here it is. La last thing. Peter says, Peter said, this is a divine and deliberate my tongue got stuck. Distribution from God. It, it's a divine and deliberate. In other words, listen, don't miss this. In other words, 120 folk got this. And Darlene, what's interesting is none of them were predispositioned to be identified as more ideal than anyone else. Yeah, let me get closer. Y'all missed that. I, I said none of them were predispositioned. In other words, it, it didn't matter if their daddy was a deacon. It didn't matter if their mama was the preacher. It didn't matter if they'd been in church their whole life. It didn't matter if they'd done everything right. It didn't matter if they had a perfect record. The Bible says everybody got this because that was God's will that it be so. In other words, no matter who you are, where you've been, or what you've done, this is your it. God will use you. In the power of the Holy Spirit, it's your moment. Amen. See, some of y'all been fooled. Some of y'all been duped. They didn't tell you, well, you, 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 you got a record. You divorced. You, you, you drink too much. You smoke weed. You, 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 you a former drug addict. You ain't been in the church long enough. No, no, no. There's no predisposition. God said this promise is to you and you and you and you and your children and your nephew. Every one of us. This is it. I got it now. And my life will never, ever be the same. I got it. And you can't take it from me. You don't want me in your church, I'll join another church. You don't want me in your choir, I'll start my own choir. But this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. I will bless the Lord at all times. I feel my help coming. Woo. I told y'all, Peter preached a long time, so can I. Listen, listen, I got to let y'all go. But I'm just trying to tell you, you got it, man. Come on, socially distance, nudge somebody, point at them, tell them, you got it. Now do something with it. The Holy Spirit has made its deposit. Matter of fact, well, in, in my, this, this, this is my last one, last one, next to the last one. For the rest of your life, this is what I want you to believe. As you're in this process of development, when folk criticize you and, and, and make mockery of you, your answer, your reply, your closing drop the mic moment is not yet. 
When they say, well, I thought you was back in the church, but you're still doing this. I thought you said, not yet. I thought you was going to change. I thought you weren't going to do this no more. Tell them, not yet. Because can I tell you that the reason why a whole lot of us have lived as long as we've lived and are still in the struggle is because every night when you close your eyes and the death angel is dispatched, God says, not yet. Every time they try to fire you, every time they try to get rid of you, every evil thing that was thought up against you, God keeps saying, not yet. I told you, Paul said there are a whole lot of folk that oppose you and are adversarial to your anointing. But that's why we pray that little prayer, and I'm gone. This is my last one next to the last one that's next to the other one. Now lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord. And if I should die, I pray. That's why we pray it. Now I lay me. God is so good. If you're in this room with us today, if you're out there in our virtual world, hit a comment, make a like, drop an address line. Because the doors of the church are open to Christian salvation. Discipleship life ain't membership life. We're not interested in your membership. We're interested in, I wish we could pan it for you, but our, our responsibility is to actively seek people, bring them to Christ, and make them disciples. We're going to force the Lord's will upon you. I know you still got issues, but we all got issues. I wish you could see this when I ask this question. Anybody in here with no issues, raise your hand. If we weren't afraid to mess up the focus, we'd turn it around and show you that it's not one hand up, not even mine. My, my wife is here. She'll testify against me that I got issues. My daughter will turn state's evidence and tell you I got issues. My son-in-law don't even know me that well, but he'll probably backstab me and tell you he got issues. But no matter what them three say about me, there are three that testify for me. The father... The Son and the Holy Spirit. And my three outweigh them three. Hallelujah. Anybody know God will vouch for you. Hallelujah. So if you've not, if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, would you come quickly? Would you come now? Again, out there in our virtual world, hit us a line. Call me. At 434-847-8959, say, Pastor Mitchell, I accepted Jesus Christ after your long preaching. I, I hung in there with you, Rev, and I'm glad I did because I want my it. I want my dose. I want my host to pour into me what's designed for me. Jesus said the counselor's going to come. He's coming for you. And if you're in this room with us today, most of you look familiar to me, look like regular family folk, a couple of guests. Thank you all for coming. God bless you. Hope you'll come back and see us again. You're welcome in this place. We're so thankful for you and your family. We have a God who loves everybody, and we do too. And if we get it wrong, we're willing to admit that we need to do better. But thank you for coming, my friend. Good to see you, man.
But if you've not accepted Jesus Christ, don't, don't walk out of here without it today. It's a dangerous world out there. Jesus loves me. This I know. The doors are open. Father, in the name of Jesus, look on us. Send one. It begins with one. Somebody's daughter, somebody's son, a husband, a wife, father, a mother. Whosoever will is still out there. They're still out there fighting the good fight, warring in a good cause. They're like that man in the graveyard. There are just so many in us. We're fighting a good fight, but we need some help. And just like Legion, Lord, we ask that you would eradicate us. Get this out of me so I can be me again. I, I know that you love me, and I know that you care. But, Lord, get this out of me that I can be me again, created in the image and likeness of a holy God. I want to be emancipated. I want my empowerment. I want a new experience. And I know that you can do it. Come unto me all that labor and are heavy laden. That's what you said. And so, Lord, I came. In my brokenness, I came. In my frustration, in my pain, my my lost spirit. I came with alcohol. I came with marijuana. I came with issues. But I'll set them at your feet. And I'm willing to leave it there. That I can walk in the newness of life. I want to be whole. And so that's why I keep showing up at this pool. I want to be healed. That's why I keep working my way through the crowds. I want to be restored. That's why I keep yelling out. I want to see again. I want to hear again. I want to run again. So, Lord, if you'll do it, I'll be so grateful that it was done. Lord, forgive us of our sins. Have mercy upon us, we pray. We who remain are going to enjoy the Lord's table. We're going to leave our virtual audience, and we'll see them again on next week, should you say the same. But now, Lord, we ask that you bless the bread that is going to be broken. We ask that you bless the fruit of the cup that is going to be shared. We ask that you would remind us that this is our moment that as often as we do, that, Lord, we will remember sacrifice and service, sacrament and sanctification. Bless, we pray. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, rich in power and glory. And we all said together, amen, amen, and amen. Come back and see us next week. God bless you.
Amen. If you're going to share communion with us, just remain where you are very quickly and we'll get you served. You're socially distanced properly, so it, it'll be pretty easy for us to, to serve you. It'll be a little different, but, but it's still what the Lord would require. Those of you who have your tithe and offering, you can make that available. Uh, we, can, we can do it in a lot of ways. You can do it on the way out if you like, but we want to serve you. As you'll notice, Deacon Walker's passing those out to you. They're, uh, they're already sealed, so, so they, they're, they're clean. Nobody else has bothered them but you. So, so don't, don't leave here today saying I went to Brookville, had communion, and, and they made me sick. No. We sprayed them with Lysol bleach. No, no, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> but we did seal them, and we used gloves and all that. So these are, these are prepared for you. We're going to do a little different, but, but it's so important that you do. Again, if you can, if your eyes haven't failed you from the distance, it just says in remembrance. You need another one, dear? You broke it? Oh, my goodness. You're going to need a mop after the service to get that up. Amen. Thank you. Don't leave till you clean that up. Okay. <laughs> Just want to. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. <clears throat> I, I do want you to know. Let me get serious. I think I'm through. My medicine usually runs out by this time. So I might say anything. But listen, this is important to us. Thank God you're back on this first Sunday in the month of June. And we've got a long ways to go. Um, our church will probably look like this for a little while yet to come. But uh, thank God you're here. You're welcome to come and spread out like you're doing. But, but don't give up on the Lord because the Lord won't give up on you. <laughs> so let's get together. Let's get our minds hearts together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for reminding us that as often as we would do this, that we keep our focus on you. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. As a reverent statement, not, not that men would see, but Lord, because we want to draw near unto you. We close our eyes so that we can focus more intently upon you and not be distracted by the things of the world. We lower our heads, sign of humility, humbleness, sign of reverence. Because we're saying, Lord, you're everything and nothing is greater than you. So we pray you would bless us, bless these humble vessels, the bread that is broken, your body for us, the fruit of the cup, your blood shed for us. On that night when you gathered them together, Lord, we believe that in spirit we were there as we are now here. And we know that you're with us. We see you at the table. 
all of us to the left and right of you. All of us with our eyes intently focused on you. We watch your hands as you take the bread and you bless it. We watch your lips as they utter the blessing. 